Hey guys, welcome back to News They Ain't Telling You. We have a lot of quick news, so let's just get right into it. Dr. Burke has decided to come out and do another round of uh, press. She has said now that thousands of lives could have been saved um, if Trump would have listened to her. Now, the thing is, is that everyone seems to be turning on Dr. Burke, and for good reason. I get that. However, there were two doctors in the room, two doctors who didn't quit, two doctors who didn't speak out, really, um, of how bad it really was in terms of what Trump wasn't listening to. And yet the, all the blame seems to fall on Dr. Burke. I know we all love Dr. Fauci. I love Dr. Fauci. However, he was in the room as well, and he oversaw everything as well. So do I think that Dr. Burke is now trying to clear her name? Absolutely. But do I think all of the blame on who, what, where, and how should fall on Dr. Burke? No. There's two doctors in that room. That being said, the vice president residency is still under construction, meaning that Vice President Harris does not have a home, um, which the home is right across the street from the White House. And I guess they started construction right before the election in November, and they've been working on it nonstop. So she doesn't have a home. She's been staying in her old home in Washington, D.C., her home, which she had when she was a senator. So that's interesting. The GOP of Maine has rejected censuring Senator Collins for her vote for impeachment um, originally. Uh, so that's a little bit surprising because every other GOP of every other state has voted to censure Every senator, Congress member who voted for impeachment. So, all right. Baltimore will no longer prosecute prostitution, drug possessions, or other low-level offenses. That's a step in the right direction. Um, thousands of people are in prison as we speak for prostitution, drug possession, and other low-level offenses. So this is a step in the right direction of cleaning out the prison system and getting people help rather than putting them in jail. Um, President Biden is projecting that at least 34,000 more beds are needed for migrant children who are entering the country right now. 34,000 more beds. And that's just a projection. Georgia voting law is the new battle. It is the new uh, civil rights. It's the new Voting Rights Act. It's the new whole enchilada. I'm going to break that down a little bit later, but Georgia is a hot, hot, hot spot right now. And I knew the second that Democrats took both Senate seats that something like this would happen. Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, visited Iowa the other day. That smells like 2024 to me, so we'll see. The lar large corporations who announced that they would not donate to 147 GOP members after January 6th have found a way around that, and they are donating to the actual RNC instead of the actual member of Congress, and they have no shame in it. They say, we're still not donating to the, the member of Congress who they feel encouraged January 6th, but we're going to still donate to the Republican Party as a whole. So, all right. China sanction, uh, sanctioned Senator Manchin's wife because she spoke out about human rights with China, along with a handful of other Americans and Canadians. Um, our Secretary of State Blinken came out and denounced that. So things are heating up between China and America as we speak, and apparently Canada. 
Arkansas's governor has signed a law that allows doctors to refuse service based on religious beliefs. My oh my, what are these governors doing across the land? Como, one of the, the Como aide who came out and said that she was harassed by Governor Como has been subpoenaed, so she will be now on the witness list. Um, Sharon Osborne, no shock, is off the talk. I think that this publicity is good for the talk because I don't really know anyone who watches the talk, but all right, Sharon Osborne is, some are saying she quit, some are saying she was fired. I think it's this simple. CBS spent a lot of money, millions, I think $32 million, paying off um, Moonves, who used to be head of CBS for all of the sexual harassment stuff. So they paid him off to go away. And they didn't want to pay Sharon Osbourne off. They didn't want to get sued. So they took a couple weeks. They stopped filming the talk. And they figured out how can we get rid of her without worry of being sued and paying her millions. So they found some way. Like I said, some are saying she quit. Some are saying she was fired. I don't know. I don't really personally care because I don't watch the talk. It's just a copy of The View at the end of the day. But there you have it. There is a massive boycott call for Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola, and Home Depot due to the Georgia voting laws and then not speaking out. They are based, of course, in Georgia. They're corporations. Major League Baseball is considering moving the All-Star game. Um, it's supposed to be in Atlanta this year, and they are very open to moving it. This happened in 2017. The NBA All-Star Game and the NCAA um, tournament was canceled in North Carolina because of the transgender bathroom laws. So that's sort of where the power is and the power lies. So we'll see what happens. Um, governor Christy Nome, who is the governor of South Dakota, she was once the it girl. Um, she was probably had a chance of running for president at some point. She was on the fast track. She was loved by Trump. She was loved by Republicans. Um, but now she has fallen on the waysides and by both sides they're coming at her, whether it's her COVID response to um, not she she signed a law that didn't that said that transgenders in, if you're under 18, you can't comp compete against each other. But if you're over 18 and you're in college, she said, I don't have any control over that. I would lose those lawsuits. That made Republicans very, very upset. So they began to turn on her. And then her COVID response made Democrats turn on her. So she is not the it girl anymore. So we'll see. It's politics. So I may next week being like, she's the it girl again. So we'll see. This is a funny story. Um, Senator Blackburn was apparently on her way to the airport from Washington, D.C. to go home because they're now on their Easter break. And she got pulled over. And she, her aide was driving uh, her to the airport. And when they got pulled over, she didn't give them her ID. She didn't, none of that. She just flashed her congressional pin, which they all have if you're a member of Congress. She flashed it to the cop, turned to her aide, and said, drive. And nothing was done, nothing was, and the cop said that she never showed her ID, she didn't, we just sort of let her go because we were like, okay, you're shaking your head, what are you going to do? Well, um, if that happened to me or anyone else that I know, I don't think that it would be that simple. I'm pretty sure the cop would go after me and I would be arrested um, for not going along with what the police said. But she was, you know, and she told, she came out to the press and said, no, 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 I showed my ID and we went about our way. And the cop said, no, she didn't show her ID. So... Um, yeah, apparently if you have a congressional pin, you just show it and you get away with everything. 
Sadly, the author, Beverly Clearly, has died at 104. She, of course, is the woman behind Ramona and Beezus, those classic books. She is the epitome of children chapter books. And all of us loved her dearly for creating the character of Ramona and giving us the quirky little girl when you're a quirky little girl yourself. So 104, that is a full, full life. Um, the Secretary of Interior, Holland, of course, wanted to host a Southwest theme party. And the White House came out and said, no, you actually can't do that um, due to COVID concerns. She wanted to have Southwestern food and she wanted to have a Southwestern theme and have all of her friends and family come and celebrate her being the Secretary of Interior. And the White House said, I don't think so. Planned Parenthood, amongst others, are worrying that killing the filibuster will allow Republicans once back in power to overturn women's reproduction rights and Democrats won't have a say. That's kind of what I've been saying about the filibuster. As, as much of a nuisance as it's become, we have to be really careful here because once Republicans have power, which they will at some point, um, they will do to us what we've done to them. And they'll overturn any sort of progressive legislation, including women's reproductive rights, that we've concluded. So it's a tight weave. Um, the Michigan GOP chair called all the top Democrat women witches and made a statement about assassina assassination of the Republican congressman who voted to impeach. He came out today and said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, especially coming from a state where their own governor was there was an you know, semi-assassination attempt, but okay. Um, parts of Nashville are completely flooded right now. Four have been confirmed dead. It's the highest flood they've seen in the history of Nashville. So praise, prayers for Nashville. Iran and China have signed a long-term agreement, which is every country in the world's worst nightmare, let me just say. Because the same way that I told you guys the other day that I'm not scared of North Korea by itself, I'm scared of the country that's backing North Korea financially. It's the same for Iran. Iran is nearly on its knees once more and crumbling and people are turning against the government and they have no money. So the timing of this China-Iran deal is very scary because China has more money than they know what to do with. So it's, again, the country behind the other country that scares me the most. So... I don't know what's going to happen, but like I said, the tensions are rising between China and America, so we'll see. And last but not least, Senator Murphy, who is a Democrat, Senator Toomey, who is a Republican, believes that they can get the background check bill passed in the Senate once they come back from break. So the fact that you have a Republican and a Democrat who seem to be on the same page about background checks... We'll see, but um, hopefully we can do that. And maybe if we do that, then then maybe they'll be reminded in the Senate that they need to work together. Who knows? But I want to break into Georgia, so let's do that. Okay, so as we all know, Georgia's governor just signed into law a massive, massive bill that is gutting the Voting Rights Act once more. We have seen this go on for years and years and years now, but now this year really things amp up because shockingly we won back Georgia. We've nearly made Georgia blue. Um, one of the little things in the Georgia law is that the secretary of state, each state has a secretary of state and their job, their, their big job is elections, midterms or general. They verify all the results. So basically, this new law states that this Secretary of State of Georgia 
they can overturn what he verifies. So if we keep Georgia in midterms, um, because Warnock is up for re-election, he has to turn around pretty quickly, we win, uh, they verify it, they could say, oh, no, 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 we have a problem with this, and it could be overturned. So how we got here is key to understanding why we're here. 2013, that's how we got here. That's when the battle over voting rights began. Now, I know a lot of you guys like to say that Chief Justice Roberts is like, he could be our ally and he's really not that bad. And no, he's bad. (laughs) He's really bad. He is the head honcho of why Voting Rights Act got demolished in 2013. Roberts, Scalia, Kennedy, Thomas, and Alito were the majority on the case that was brought to the Supreme Court about Voting Rights Act. It completely gutted the Voting Rights Act. It took out, this is the main component of what happened here. It took out that states needed federal preclearance before implementing any changes to their voting laws or practices. So Georgia, if Georgia wanted to do what they just did the other day, they would first have to get approval, a preclearance from the federal government saying whether or not they can do that in the state. And the reason that was implemented in the Voting Rights Act was because you had a lot of particularly southern states who were not allow who were not allowing or making it very very hard for people of color, black communities, urban communities to vote. So that was so important when the Voting Rights Act was signed into law in 1965. Roberts came back and said, no, 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 we don't need that anymore. The states can be responsible. It's a whole new era that is outdated. We no longer need it. Five years after this decision, nearly 1,000 polling places closed. So what happens when you have polling places that close? You have people having to wait hours to just vote, something that should take 10 minutes max. It was mostly done, these polling places were mostly closed in black counties. We're seeing the same thing just continued out a little bit further each year. There was also cuts to early voting, purge of voter rolls, and strict, stricter voter ID laws. Hundreds of laws this year alone have been written after the 2020 election to try to gut even further the Voting Rights Act state by state because they can. They no longer need the federal government to be involved. Georgia is the new battle of our time, but Georgia is not the only state that this is happening in. It's the most amplified simply because of the governor. He's, he's known publicly around the country. We just won those two seats. And everyone is looking to see what Georgia's going to do next. Now, the power that we have as voters, even if you don't live in Georgia, is, yes, you could boycott the big corporations, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, Delta, 100%. Big companies like Major League Baseball could easily change their, their all-star game to a different city. They can go back to L.A. because L.A. was supposed to have it. The Dodgers were supposed to host it last year. And, of course, COVID, they couldn't. So that's an easy switch. Things like that can easily be done. But we are talking about this law goes into great detail to make it so hard that it's illegal now to give someone who's waiting in line food or water. They can carry a gun to go vote, but they you can't give someone food or water. 
So if you're waiting in line for eight plus hours, which some places in Georgia people had to in this last election, you're going to want food. You're going to want water. People volunteer their time. They go and they give food and water. What are we talking about here? We have to say that enough is enough, but this didn't happen overnight. And we as a country allowed this to happen. The fact that states can just say and do whatever they want with no federal interaction is why the craziness of the 2020 election happened. There should be a generalization of what is legit and what's not in terms of voting. Voting should be the easiest thing we've ever done in our lives. You should register to vote when you're 18 years old. I think that everyone should be registered automatically if you turn 18, but that's just me. You register to vote, you show up, you vote. 10, 20 minutes max. This is unacceptable what is happening. And we have to do more than just tweet about it and talk about it, you know, and say, oh, that's so horrible. Or we have to get involved now. There is no other choice. Because if you don't think that this can't happen in your state, it will. It is happening state by state by state. And legally, because of this 2013 decision, they're just allowed to do it. All because Chief Justice Roberts, he led this. He said, oh, it's outdated. So there is a bill that's going to be on the floor. It passed the House. It's John Lewis's voting rights bill that he wrote the first 300 pages of. And it is revamping the Voting Rights Act because we still need the Voting Rights Act. Clearly, we still have some of the problems from 1965. It was a monumental bill when it was signed into law by LBJ. And now it's our turn to make sure to call our senators and let them know that this must pass. This is what the whole deal about getting rid of the filibuster is, is they can't pass this because Republicans are saying they want nothing to do with it. I wonder why. The same reason they don't want Washington, D.C. to become a state. I wonder why. So you have to be active in this because it affects every single American. Doesn't matter what side you're on, this affects you. You know, you think that it doesn't affect Republicans who live in poor, poor rural America? It does. Everyone has a right to vote if you're 18 and older and an American citizen, period. It should just be that simple. But 2013 changed the entire game. All right, we are going to do one word, Supreme Court justices. Let's go, Sam. Justice Breyer. <laughs> Most people are like, who? Uh, <laughs> Justice Breyer. Quiet, quiet. Sotomayor. Um, now, I mean, le- she's got to be the leader now, so leader, yeah. Thomas. Ugh, God. <laughs> Thomas. Uh... Predator. Kagan. Um, nerdy. She's really nerdy. <laughs> she's brilliant, but she's really, ne- really nerdy. Coney Barrett. Uh. <laughs> oh, Coney Barrett. Hey, Coney Barrett. Uh, surprising. Surprising. Yeah. And finally, Roberts. <laughs> well, I just told you guys how I felt about it. Um, Manipulative. Manipulative. Right? All right. There you go. 
All right, guys, until next time, make sure you check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And if you want to listen, go ahead and listen on iTunes, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. Make sure you push the little subscribe button. Until next time, make sure you call your senator, OG of HRC, signing out.